going on, good people? Welcome to Life School. I'm Reverend Kojo. I am your host. We've got a lot to talk about today. Look, Life School is not about getting your panties in a bunch. It's about talking about the hard-hitting topics that you're going through today. If you're struggling, I want to talk about it. If you're hurting, I want to talk about it. If you're just flat-up confused, let's talk about it too. Why? Because this is Life School. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I was up this morning, um, and I was spending a lot of, I was spending some good time with God, and, and I was I was apologizing um, how I had gotten distracted, and I had gotten distracted because Satan had convinced me, uh, without me realizing it was Satan, that I didn't need to be as righteous as I had been before, that it was okay if I slipped up here or there, um, because everybody does it. And I knew better, but I didn't know better. It's like I knew better, my spirit knew better, but my flesh was talking loud. And so I was talking to God, and, and I said, and, and almost without thinking, I said, Lord, I'm reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming our time. Um, and, and if you're, you're abreast of politics, I, I really like Maxine Waters. I do. And you remember she was talking, I want to think she was talking to Sessions, and I might be wrong. Um, but she was asking them questions, and she kept, she said, reclaiming my time reclaiming my time. And, and it's ironic, you know, everybody got kind of got excited about her doing that, but I was a parliamentarian for the student government association here at Auburn university. And that's actually a real thing. Uh, when you have time, you're being, you're, you're allotted to it and you can yield it to someone. Um, and you can reclaim your time. And, 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 and I can, and, and what, the, what, it, how it works is if I'm given 10 minutes to give a report, and I don't have information or I want somebody else to express some information. I would like to cross-examine someone during my time. I have the liberty to. And so I can yield my time to them. And if I yield my time to them and they go they go left or they do something, they say something that I don't agree with, I can reclaim my time and begin to speak. See, Robert's Rules of Order uh, keep order in your meeting. And they are this, this complex group of rules on how to conduct a formal meeting. So I was well abreast because I was the uh, parliamentarian and I, and I was familiar with such things and, and, and all this good stuff. And so when she said that, I, I you know, people laughed and, and they, they, they were like, big ups to Maxine Waters, da-da-da-da-da. But in my prayer life this morning, without thinking about Maxine Waters or really not really thinking, oh, this is Robert's Rules of Order, it just it was a little bit a part of me. I said, I'm reclaiming my time. And, and, and it was important that I, sa- I sat down and I reclaimed my time. Because sometimes we allow Satan to come in and rear his ugly head and, and we let him influence some of the things that we can do. Because let's, let me be clear, a Christian cannot be demon possessed because nothing can pluck us out of the hands of Jesus Christ. But we can allow ourselves to be influenced by him. And by allowing ourselves to be influenced by him, that is how we end up inevitably sinning. And when we allow ourselves to be influenced by him, we get closer and further and further away from the destiny that God has given us. And I'm grateful that I do spend time with God. Even when I fall short, I'm still typically spending some time with him. And as he woke me up out of my sleep this morning, didn't get much of it. It became increasingly apparent that I needed to reclaim my time. Because spending time with God in the morning at five o'clock in the morning has been a cornerstone 
for the last few years of my life and to have been going a few months without doing that because my life is in disarray has thrown it even into even further of a much, even much of a more of a mess. But here's the thing, you know, I told you that Satan can influence you, but the only way that Satan can influence you or stay in your life is if you, if you allow him to see God gave us dominion over the earth. Satan would like you to believe that he was given dominion, but we were given dominion in Genesis one. He gave us dominion over the earth. He, he gave us rulership here on earth. He also gave us the power of life and death in our tongues. And we know that demons flee at the thought of Jesus Christ. And so if we have an issue of something that he's trying to enact in our lives, all we have to say is not today, Satan, with some authority in our voices and then seal it in Jesus name. And he has no choice but to get up and run. But see, sometimes we think that what we're doing is our own doing and our own thoughts. And so we don't cast out Satan. We don't send him on packing. We don't send him on his way. And we continue to walk in the mess, walk in the muck, walk in the dirt. And we, we stay there. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book called to the peak, craving the pit. And you find yourself at the very beginning of the book in the pit. And in reality, most of us get really comfortable in the pit. And what the pit is, is it looks like exactly where you want to exist. It's, it looks like everything that you, you, you are hungry for. It's like it's comfortable for you. Everybody in the pit knows your name. Your, you, your, your comfortable chair has your butt imprint in it. And it's all that you want. As long as you're in the pit, you're, you're comfortable. And you see no reason to get out of the pit until somebody tells you you're in the pit. And then even then you don't want to leave because you're comfortable there and you have no idea that it is, there's hope of a better life in the pit. And that's the danger of the pit is you don't know that there's hope of a better life in the pit because it's dark in the pit, but your eyes have adjusted to the darkness. And so your eyes have not seen the light. And of course this is all metaphorical. Sometimes it is, it's, it's literal, but most of the time it's, it's metaphorical. But as long as you're sitting in the pit, you're comfortable. You're unaware of the good things that may befall you and may come after you may, may be able to bless you when you come out of the pit. You're, you're not aware of the places that you can go that you, that you can excel to, and you just are committed to staying in the pit. And as long as you're committed to staying in the pit, Satan is really not going to bother you too much because he has you right where he wants you to be. You're not living out your destiny for your life. You're not walking in the calling God has called you to walk in. You're only half doing things. You're comfortable. You're going through the motions. And as long as you're going through the motions, you're not causing any change. As long as you're not causing any change, you're not making Satan's jobs hard. As long as you're not making Satan's jobs hard, he don't have a problem with you. But the moment that you realize that you are in the pit and you begin to reclaim your time, you begin to reclaim all of the things that Satan has stolen from you. You begin to reclaim your family. You begin to reclaim the things that your, your destiny and your dreams and your aspirations, your relationship with Christ. Then you become enemy number one to Satan. He, he's, he's got to figure out ways to discredit you and to cause you to fall and cause you to mess up. When in reality, as long as you are walking in righteousness, you're covered by the blood of Christ. You know, we, we say this at church and it is scriptural as well. There's no, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Uh, but it doesn't say that the weapons will not be formed, that Satan will not try and he will make, not make attempts toward you. But the reality is that as long as you are in, walking in the will of God and as long as you are climbing upward and not downward, as long as you're going onward and upward that, and you're go, moving toward the destiny that God has ordained for you, he's, he's keeping you. As long as your eyes are focused on him, you're all good. Peter. 
Peter, they were riding in the, in the boat and they saw Christ walking on the water. He said, Lord, if it's you, let me come to you. He gets out on the water and he's, as he's getting out on the water, he realizes he's walking on water. He loses his eye contact with Jesus Christ and he begins to sink. As long as you're looking at the Christ, as long as you're looking upward, as long as you're looking onward, you'll be moving forward. But the moment that you allow yourself to get comfortable and you yield your time to Satan, you yield yourself to temptation. You yield yourself to the things that you know that are wrong, but you really, really want to do. And so you're going to do them anyway because you're grown. You know, we've all had those moments. And so as long as you yield yourself to those things and you are convinced that you can just do what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it. Those are the moments that you're giving away your power. Those are the moments that you're giving away your future. Those are the moments that you'll never get back. And so I'm encouraging you today to, to reclaim your time. Grab hold of your time. Grab hold of the things that God is destined for you. Grab hold to, um, to all of these things. Why? Because God is a God of order. God is not going to do anything out of order. Y'all, in the very beginning, God establishes that he's a God of order. He created the earth in an order in line with divine numeration. On the first day, he created light so that he would be able to see that he, not he, necessarily that he needed to see that so that you'd be able to see so that he'd be able to design some things that he'd be able to take plant. And it's it's important that we realize that the things that he did in in verse one are contingent upon verse two. No, what happens in verse two is contingent upon verse two, and what happens in verse three is contingent upon verse three. He could have never caused the. Um, caused the plants to to he couldn't have created the plants before he created the light because the light uh powers the plants he couldn't allow the plants to have proceeded when he caused the waters to happen because the waters because because the plants needed the water and he couldn't cause the uh the land to sprout up before he caused the plants because the plants had to sprout up in the ground and so everything that he did he did in order but he did it in order not because he was a uh, he had because he was stuck up or he was uh, top heavy, but because he understood that everything needed to be in order. And in order, order for things to be in order, it was necessary for him to follow proper process. He couldn't have created man on the first day because man needed light to thrive. Man needed water to thrive. Man needed somewhere to stand. He needed land to thrive. He needed to, uh, uh, a night to be separated from day in order to thrive because he needed a time to rest and a time to, to, to work. He needed there to be plants and animals. Why? Because he needed something to eat. He needed some, uh, you know, animals can be companions. And then he caused a companion to come later. Why did he cause a companion? to come after he made Adam because he needed man woman had to come from man in order for it to work if woman would have come first we would have had a, a messed up a messed up theology but he caused everything to happen according to the, the right way even this far he could the animals couldn't have come before the plant because if the animals didn't come from the plant what were they going to eat and so he created this this structure for for us and the structure was necessary and it goes even deeper. He created man on the sixth day. Six is the number of huma humanity. Often we like to associate it with evil. He created uh, man on the sixth day because the number of, of, of humanity and it is fallibility. And so it almost was like a precursor to what was going to happen in Eden. And so he did all of these things in order. God in, in divine order because he knew that there was a way and a, that we had to follow. So. When we start talking about walking in our calling and walking in our destiny and being what God has called us to do, there are times when we can yield our time. We just don't need to yield it to Satan. 
We can yield our, our time to our brothers and our sisters. We can yield our time and our efforts to people who need them. But at some point, you've got to reclaim your time. So at some point, you've got to reclaim your time from Satan. See, I can I can get on the side of the road and I can answer. I can go help you um, fix your car. But at some point, if you're not willing to accept the help that I'm offering, I can't just stand there and watch you dig yourself in a hole. I've got to reclaim my time and get back in my car and go and do the things that I had set out to do for the day. I can help you and answer the phone all day. I can tend to you in counseling sessions. I can come and preach the word. I can do podcasts. I can teach the word. I can go and I can travel the world and and get your finances together. I can go and pursue all of these things. But here is the reality. If I pursue all of these things and 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 I never give my to give the time to God and I never allow him to reclaim his time, I'm going to be like a ship without a sail. I'm just going to be tossed and driven all throughout the all throughout the sea, all throughout the air, and I'm going to just be a hot mess, and I'll get so far off that it'll be harder to come back. Now, reconciliation is always possible. Do not be confused. Reconciliation is always possible. God always wants you to come back. He That's one of his things. He's a redemptive God. He wants to help you. He wants to to. to, to to help you, but he would rather not have to redeem you uh, all the time. He'd like to help you grow because every time you need redemption, we have to start over. And when we start over, we, that means we're not making progress. See, Satan is cool with that. If you, if you, if you get saved and then you backslide, that means you got to start over, which means you can't make true progress. Then you get saved, resaved, or you, you get delivered for a little bit. And then you dip back into the thing that you got delivered from. Then you got to start all over in the process. Then you, uh, you, you, you go and you go and you stay a little bit longer this time you went a little bit further but now you got to go even further back and so it's going to take even longer to get back to where you were sometimes you've got to make up in your mind that you're going to reclaim your time and you're going to hold on to your time because God has not destined for you to live in a state or in a situation where you you will never thrive. He has, it is his goal. It is his desire that you would thrive. It is his goal and his desire that you would continue to do the work of, of the kingdom. But if you're constantly having to reclaim your time, if you have to reclaim your time every week because every, every day you live righteous, but every night you get unholy. And so you have to start all over every morning. You're in the middle of what my daddy calls the crazy cycle. And what the crazy cycle is, is expecting the same result uh, expecting a different result, doing diff- uh, a different result, doing the same thing. And so you're doing all this craziness, uh, and it's, it's foolish. The craziest thing came about when me and my sister were little, we would complain about how the other one didn't like us. Um, uh, and then we would go back and do the evil thing that the other one did to us. So if, if she pushed me, I come push her and then I go complain. She don't like me. If, if, uh, if she kicked me, I kicked her. Then I go complain. She don't like me. Why don't she like me? If, if I told on her, she go tell on me and then go complain. Why don't she like me? And my dad, that's when he devised the crazy cycle. He said, this is crazy. You're wondering why you all can't get along and you over here doing evil to one another. Why would you like somebody who is doing evil to you? Same concept. You want to thrive in your life. You want to move forward in your life. You want to go where God has called you to go and to be what God has called you to be. How can you do that? If you're not willing to hold on, if you're not willing to be what he's called you to be, if you're not willing to stay on the straight and narrow. And I know we live in a society that is like anti straight and narrow. Oh, be free and be what you want to be and go where you want to go and do what you want to go and all of that stuff. Go, 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 go. When that is not what God says, God calls us to be set apart. Old folks say sanctified. 
He calls us to be set, set apart. He calls us to be different. He calls us to, because we love him, to live a certain type of way, to say no to some things and say yes to others. And those that you, you call friend may not understand, they may not agree, but God has called you to do it. And so the question is, will you do it because God asked you or are you going to do it because you want to do it? God is a God of order. God is a God of order. Anything out, out of order that you allow, um, you anything out of order that happens in your life, you have to allow. Since he gave you dominion and free will, it's your call what you're going to do. But don't spend your life always having to reclaim your time because you gave your time to the wrong people. Now, I'm telling you, I'm reclaiming my time, and I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm reclaiming my time, and I intend on doing this thing right. If that means that I just don't go to sleep until my prayer time at 5 a.m. comes along, that's what I'm going to have to do. If that means that I'm just going to have to get up after only two hours of sleep to go and, and get in the face of God before the sun rises, that's what I'm going to have to do. If I've got to go and read the Bible three and five, three and five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I know I skipped four, times a day, that's what I'm going to have to do. Why? Because it's just that important. My grooming is just that important. Being in his face is just that important. Hearing from God is just that important. And because it's that important, I'm going to put in the work. Now, the question is, will you put in the work? Will you? Are you? Because if, if you, we, can, we can get here and you can listen to this podcast, get fired up. You can go listen to the preacher preach on Sunday, get fired up, be like, yes, I'm reclaiming my time. And then go still continue to live like hell. You have not, you, you, you have not done, got the crux of what's happening. You, you, it's stuck in the crazy cycle. Don't get stuck in the crazy cycle. Don't get stuck in the chaos. Reclaim your time and, and keep it. Reclaim it. Hold on to it. And then move in the direction of your destiny. Don't, don't make it a habit of reclaiming it every day. God has called you to so much more. He has given order for a reason. Now, I'm not saying live all uptight. That is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you got to wear long skirts like grandma's. I'm not saying that you got to do all these things. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that God has destined us to go so much further and to do so much more. Period. I hope you've enjoyed the, the podcast. Reclaim your time and hold on to it. God has so much more for you, and I just hope that you'll, you'll remember that. Hey, don't forget to visit ReverendKojo.com. There's something new every single day uploaded. You don't want to miss it. Um, I, I'm, I'm really, really excited about what God is doing and giving me in this season. You do not want to miss it, all right? And until next time, this has been Life School. <laughs>